0: Welcome to The Big Unlock, where we discuss data, analytics, and emerging technologies in healthcare. Here's some of the most innovative thinkers in healthcare information technology talk about the digital transformation of healthcare and how they are driving change in their organizations.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. Uh, this is Patty, and it is my great privilege and honor to have as my special guest today Mike McSherry, CEO of Zelt. Mike. Welcome to the show.
0: Uh, Thank you, Patty. Thanks for having me.
1: You're most welcome. So, Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about ZELT and the ZELT platform and uh, what needed addresses in the marketplace.
0: Sure. So, ZELT Zelt allows clinicians to easily prescribe digital health to patients, then, for patients to consume, engage with the the program or service or, or device that has been recommended to them, and then bring the patient's utilization and compliance with, with that program or service back into the clinical workflow for the physician to monitor uh, the, the patient's engagement with that solution for, for improvement in care. And, you know, to date, what we've seen in the market is clinicians typically have three options for a patient, you know, take this med, go do labs and imaging, or go see a specialist, and we believe that there's a fourth category of a range of digitally facilitated services that span from
1: transportation
0: to devices to educational, you know, prep and recovery uh, to apps and programs managing a, a chronic care disease state. And and we aggregate and easily uh, allow clinicians to use those as care treatment offerings for their patients.
1: That's great. That's great. Thank you for the background. So result came out of uh, providence st joseph and uh, your initial investor was also providence ventures right uh, and importantly you know first of all i must congratulate you on your recent round of funding and we'll talk about that in a minute uh, it it's it seems to me that you have chosen uh not to raise money from you know your typical silicon valley vc but you've stayed with strategic investors who are also in many cases your customers, you know, such as Fred at Health and uh, the Cleveland Clinic. Now, I'm sure that many brand name VCs would love to invest in your company, uh, but you know, can you can you talk to uh, why you chose to go the route of strategic investors and not your uh, VC community?
0: Yeah, sure. So we were incubated inside of Providence. Providence uh, out here in Seattle hired uh, myself and it, uh, there were four of us as entrepreneur residences. So you can almost think of that as a uh, w- with the idea that we you know come up with an idea and, and spin it out, and, and they would be investors if if it were a clever enough idea validated and, and be deployed and utilized within Providence system. So Zelt is actually my sixth. Startup I've co-founded over the last 20 years, and every single one of them has been a joint venture or the first money in has been strategic. Uh, so I, I have a propensity for working with strategic investors as, uh, you know, they, they help with customer validation and, and reference ability. Uh, and, you know, along with their cash also comes the credibility that they uh, bestow. No, we, we were we were thrilled to have uh, Providence Saint Joseph uh, you know participated in our funding. We were actually actually incubated inside of Providence uh, you know going about, back about three years ago. They they invited uh, myself and, and three of my coworkers in as entrepreneur residences. We we've done a number of large uh, tech startups, and Providence thought that bringing some new energy and creativity in healthcare could potentially be valuable. So is actually my sixth startup that I've co-founded, and every single one of them has involved uh, strategic investors as either JV partners from day one or the, the first in, investors in, into the companies I've, I've created. So I've got a propensity for working with strategic investors, and UPMC had come along to see what innovations Providence was working on, and we had incubated the ZELF idea in launched a prototype inside Providence. So when UPMC saw what we were doing, they said, boy, if you can show that working in our EPIC environment, this is exactly the type of company we'd want to invest in and, and utilize. So uh, we, we proved to them ha- how scalable Zelf deployment could be within their EPIC uh, environment. And, and that led to us spinning ZELF out of Providence. And uh, we did get a Silicon Valley, D.C. Uh, DFJ to lead the round. But then, also importantly, I got my first four EPIC customers to all, also invest in ZELT. And that's Providence, UPMC, Freighter, and Hennepin. And right. then, more, more recently, we closed an additional round of funding with a number of key strategic partners uh, McKesson, Novartis, Phillips, and ResMed Investing. And they represent different channel opportunities and business partnerships for, for things that ZELT can prescribe. And we also brought in uh, several new provider investors, that being Cleveland Clinic, Atrium, and Memorial Care. So we think that helps validate what we're doing as a platform level opportunity within healthcare and bringing all these large, highly credible industry players in as reference customers and uh, channel partners, uh, solidifies that opportunity for us.
1: Right, and and briefly, what, what was the, what was the current, the recent round that you closed? Can you tell us uh, what the numbers were?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, it's 14 million dollars, um, and and so we're we're thrilled with that to to give us the next uh, runway for growing Zelt you know, deeper into other provider systems and bridging into more different digital pathways and therapeutics and devices that we prescribe and monitor for our provider.
1: Right. Okay, so Mike, uh, so let's talk a little bit about how the uh, platform actually works because that's, I think, of great interest. Uh, You have an interesting new model. So let me start with this. How do you actually recruit digital health startups for your platform? Do you curate them on behalf of uh, your customers or do you just, you know, sign up anyone who meets a certain minimum qualification? What kind of assurances do you actually provide to your clients like all the health systems about the startups that are actually on your platform?
0: Yeah, no, great great question. So, we often say that we're managing the digital health formulary for the hospital system. So, we don't choose the vendors, the hospital system does. And the hospital system has BAAs with these downstream vendors, uh, you know, that, that govern their, their use of PHI information. Um, and, and so, we only integrate vendors that provider customers deem relevant for their patient care. And we easily embed them into the prescribing workflow and and through to the patient portal engagement and and then round-tripping the the compliance and utilization and dashboard view of, uh, of, of that engagement with that downstream vendor. So we've launched over 30 different vendors with our provider customers. And again, these are only supporting what clinicians believe are relevant for their patient care. Now, we are capturing a lot of aggregate data on engagement, uh, measurement, ultimately outcome level, uh, uh, effects of, of these digital uh, solutions against patient uh, compliance and, and disease management. And we do believe that we're going to have a, a pretty powerful Benchmark of what digital therapeutics work best against what patient populations and segmentation and it's hard to imagine that in Digital therapeutics. There's going to be a one-size-fits-all you, You're going to find age gender ethnicity language pref, uh, all playing a role as to what program or service uh, represents the best patient care uh, in chronic care management
1: Right. So, Mike, you mentioned digital health formulary, and we've seen a couple of other companies getting into that game. Most, uh, more specifically, uh, Express Scripts that also launched a digital health formulary, which is targeted at health plans, and uh, they're also curating the digital health startups and they're making recommendations about the startups. Uh, now, digital, all digital health startups have a fundamental challenge with the payment model because unless you know we're in a predominantly fee-for-service environment. And getting reimbursed for a digital health solution is a, is a challenge and when I look at a platform like Zelt uh, or any other platform uh, it potentially increases the costs for a health system that is contracting with a digital health uh, company and uh, how do you make the business case for a platform like this?
0: Sure. So our customers are the hospital systems, and, and again, we only integrate the vendors that they deem relevant for their patient care. And that that's sometimes managing disease state, sometimes its goals are to build brand awareness, loyalty, patient education. You know, think against uh, maternity care information, highly engaged patient population, and sometimes it's to reduce the metrics that are relevant for a hospital system. So we're doing a lot of surgical pathways, and and a lot of that is to prevent uh, readmits uh, and patient satisfaction, uh, you know, against high-volume, you know, ortho procedures or, uh, you know, again, to reduce the readmit penalties. And uh, we're doing lift rides uh, against Medicaid surgery patients because it's cheaper to pay a $20 lift ride than risk losing a $10,000 OR booking slot. So, the, the range of different digital solutions we can incorporate span the different business model needs of, of provider systems. But we're a cloud plug into the EHR, and, and you referenced Express Scripts. So, think of us as a SureScript uh, for, for digital health, and it's not always necessary for us to uh, know that the hospital system is paying for the solutions. As a cloud plugin, we can also marry up to prior auth on digital health. So yeah, regarding the digital health formulary, we we saw that news too about Express Scripts and, and CBS CareMark also announced a, a comparable level of functionality. But we again we our customers are the providers and we incorporate the digital solutions they deem relevant for their patient care. And that spans a pretty broad range against their needs. Uh, In in maternity care, it's often for, you know, uh, lifetime value for, you know, an expectant mother and and converting the the family into that that provider system. Uh, Sometimes it's to prevent readmits and the penalties that that can get imposed against uh, surgical operations. Uh, We're doing lift rides for Medicaid patients. It's cheaper to pay a $20 lift ride. Then risk losing uh, a $10,000 OR booking slot because of a, a no show uh, on, on a potential surgical operation. So, the range of things that we can embed span the needs of a provider system and what they're trying to do with their patient base and patient goals and, and satisfaction. But we're also a cloud plug into the EMR. So, think of us as sure scripts for digital health, managing the formulary for a hospital system. We are also prescribing Weight Watchers and OMADA, and where we sit at a clinical decision support is you know, against a BM elevated BMI, and, and the patient's not pregnant, anorexic and bulimic, you'd never prescribe one of those solutions if those conditions were also co-present. But we're also marrying it up to the payer eligibility and, and looking at is there a payer coverage for this asset, therefore it's a recommended solution for the patient in front of that clinician. So think that we'll increasingly do more and more prior off on digital health solutions, and we have a couple of provider deployments where they have got uh, ACOs and, and joint venture with payers that are paying for the Zelt deployment to increasingly put their solutions in the uh, in, in the clinical workflow to be prescribed out to their member base. We're also prescribing Amazon products, and and soon you'll you'll see us stair stepping into. Uh, McKesson, who's an investor in us, uh, whereby it's OTC consumer paid. So it's just easing the clinical efficiency of what they recommend to patients. It's easing, easing the patient adherence and, and uh, receipt of those those products. Uh, so what we prescribe to patients uh, via our solution span from provider paid to payer paid. To consumer paid and it just depends on the use case and and what that provider organization is trying to do with their patients uh, for easing and aiding their care delivery
1: and so the the business case for your for uh, for uh, licensing your platform for the provider is that they get improved efficiency and some economies of scale and and uh, that is the payback for uh, for the investment that they're making on the platform is that is that how you position it? Yeah, exactly. We're, you
0: know, once you plug the ZELF infrastructure to a provider ecosystem, think of us as a power strip, and all digital vendors get plugged on top of us downstream for that. So we are typically integrating vendors in 1% to 10% the level of effort at what was traditionally required to hard-code those vendors into you know, Epic and Cerner workflows at, at a core EMR level. We're doing all of it at a modern API based in in a cloud infrastructure. And and so, you know, ease of technical deployment, IS integration, ease of clinical workflow and efficiency, and giving more more toolbox offerings to clinicians to get the patients to do the the aid and disease management and care recovery uh, tools that are beneficial in patient care. We increase patient engagement and, and provide aggregate analytics of of that utilization of these services, and we also do remote patient monitoring and and compliance against these. So, we're monitoring uh, Philips and ResMed CPAP devices. We're doing glucometers. We're soon stair-stepping into EKG monitoring. So, the more that you can remotely monitor a patient's engagement against a, you know, where they're at in week 12 of the weight loss program... How are they doing with their glucometer readings? Are they utilizing their CPAP in an effective and and frequent enough manner uh, that it's beneficial for patient care? So with that remote monitoring and increased patient engagement, it also allows the providers to stair-step into a deeper risk arrangement whereby they now have more engagement and uh, risk management of patient populations that they did not have previously.
1: So that's great. So there's a population health management aspect to it as well, it sounds like, because you've got all the data on the usage of the platform, the utilization levels, engagement levels, and so you can identify care gaps and intervene appropriately and so on. So that's so that's an interesting aspect too. So, so let me switch to a different question here. So, you know, there's lots of digital health platforms out there, and there's billions and billions being invested, uh, and at the same time, the success rates have been relatively low and a lot of uh, digital health companies are you know more recently they just publicly going out of business so, you know some of them are going out of business not so publicly uh, uh, but you know there is a there is a challenge you know a lot of these companies don't seem to be reaching critical mass in some way so how do you how do you keep score in terms of where Zealth is and uh, you know what are the metrics that tell you whether you know your sustainability as a business is going in the right direction how do you really uh, track that
0: yeah so we we believe that we facilitate the increased adoption of of digital health and in, in provider care so uh because of that complexity of integration to EMR workflows a lot of hospital systems just never adopted digital health or or digital care solutions so we increase the utilization and engagement numbers of, of these solutions for providers. Where our metrics are, obviously deal cycles, you know, how many large provider systems uh, have signed up with Zelf and, and we're either live or in contract negotiations with seven of the top ten IDNs in the country. So that's one metric that, that is gauging towards our success. But uh, increase, we also uh, importantly track the number of prescribed or monitored activities that a provider system is doing for their patient population. Is it growing? Is it providing increasing value or are we showing demonstrable engagement and, and ultimately outcome metrics of what digital therapeutic or digital pathway solutions and what, what problems they're meant to uh, resolve? And so, you know, when I go back to our, our strategic investors, you know, they're also investing in, in the point solutions, and, uh, you know, we've kind of come up with, with some phrases of stronger together because uh, there are several uh, several point solutions that we've integrated to Zelle that are being launched at multiple provider systems. So, we vastly facilitate the deployment and utilization of all these digital therapeutics into the clinical workflows. So as you referenced, a lot of these companies, you know, are not quite showing sustained usage, sustained metrics and numbers. Most digital health solutions to date have sold to the payers and the employers, you know, the capitated party, the one that truly carries the risk of that patient compliance and, and engagement. But I think they'd all like to be doctor recommended. That that's the sweet spot of of adoption and utilization and engagement numbers. And, and that's what we help to facilitate. And I think that the number, the engagement numbers that we're showing, the vast uptick in utilization of being doctor prescribed or doctor recommended versus member marketed uh, or or employer engagement, uh, you know, is is vastly superior. And and that's where you're seeing uh, the traction of the investment base, uh, you know, again, against McKesson and Phillips and ResMed and and Novartis on, on what we're doing.
1: Right, right, right. I think the doctor prescribed thing is so important. Uh, You know, if you go back a few years, a lot of digital health companies thought that they could go directly to consumers and, you know, started with B2C models and they realized quickly that consumers do not trust applications that do not have a clinician's approval. And so they've all pivoted, right? And uh, they've all gone to B2B because they know that there's no way to bypass the doctor and uh, gain trust with the consumers so i think that is a very very important point which brings me to the question of you know the providers themselves right so in our work and we do a lot of digital transformation advisory work we help you know health systems develop digital strategies and you know digital roadmaps what we find what we find is that a lot of health systems are are signing up digital health solutions but there's no sort of an enterprise wide strategy as such and each solution is evaluated on its merit and uh, maybe it's a departmental initiative, maybe it's a functional initiative, uh, whatever the case may be, it's a, it's a loosely aggregated set of digital health solutions that address a specific point solution, but there is no enterprise wide strategy necessarily uh, at, at a platform level or even at a roadmap level. So in that, in that context, you know, that's neither cost-effective nor scalable, in, in that context, what does it take for for the whole digital health ecosystem to realize critical mass, and uh, you know what role uh, do you see Zelt playing in that? Well, firstly, do you even agree with that assessment?
0: No, it, you know one of the one of the challenges to digital health. You know, a, a even the name of it, digital health. I mean, do you, do you think when you, when you know, in banking, do they talk online banking strategy anymore? No, I think it's just their strategy. And uh, you know, does does Delta talk about their e-commerce strategy? I think it's just called their uh, their retailing strategy. So the the fact that we're even calling it digital health uh, shows how far behind we are. It should just be the provider system strategy on on. Uh, patient care and engagement and outcomes and we have to get into conversations around what their digital transformation is and increasingly provider systems have hired chief digital officers and patient experience uh, executives and, and with that kind of understanding that there's a, a problem there uh, Delt you know fulfills a, a needed capability because if all you think is, you know, one vendor is going to solve a solution in my ophthalmology department, and that's the only sort of digital tool in, in my toolbox that I'm going to offer for the next year, you don't need a platform play like Delta that aggregates a range of, of different digital options into one clinical interface. Uh, if you have a strategy that shows that digital is Uh, a part of a engagement strategy against patient populations and there's a whole toolbox of solutions that provide better patient care then a platform play like ZELF helps to aggregate and fulfill and execute that strategy for provider system And, and again as I just referenced we're working with most of the top IDNs in the country now they're all showing that a platform level strategy of offering more convenient options for patient, more virtual options for patient, and uh, meeting patients on the flexible uh, type infrastructure that they live their consumer life in and bringing some of that to a, a patient life is necessary to remain competitive. You have the threat of uh, new entrants, you know, what Amazon might do, Google might do, uh, you know, point, uh, point solutions building infrastructure from the ground up. And uh, with, with that threat and, and the need and observation that if they're not morphing into more digitally driven engagement strategies, they're going to become roadkill on, on the way that the market is moving around them. And, and so Zelt helps them execute and fulfill on a more platform level aggregation strategy of digital tools benefiting patient care.
1: Right. So that's actually a great segue to to a question I was going to ask you about the big tech firms, right? And we know that all of the big tech firms—Microsoft, Google, Amazon, uh, Salesforce—everybody uh, has Apple. Everybody has a stated strategic interest in the digital transformation of healthcare, and they're all approaching it from their own uh, points of view. Now, one of the big challenges for most of these firms is that you know they they have these big platforms. Uh, and uh, they ne- don't necessarily have the, the last mile solutions, the point solutions, which you're aggregating under your platform, right, under ZELT. So in a sense, they're approaching the market uh, as a you know, cloud-based platform or whatever platform it is, and they really want to become kind of the de facto digital experience platform for the health systems that they work with. And uh, the expectation is that, you know, all of the point solutions will sit on top of their platform, you know, health clouds or whatever it is that they want to call them. But, you, but your model, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. You know, you start with the point solutions that health systems have already invested in, and then you aggregate them under your platform. There's a fundamental, you know, difference in the approach to the market. So I guess my question is, what do you what do you see as the, uh, first of all, the competitive, uh Threat you feel if there is one you feel with the big tech firms, and uh, what do you think that's going to look like if one of these big technology firms were to prevail, uh, and what would that mean for for Zelt? So
0: uh, that, that that's actually my the world that I come from as as background. I uh, I used to work at Microsoft. I've co-founded several large tech and mobile companies, Boost Mobile, which is now Sprint's nationwide prepaid service. I co-founded a company, Swipe, which is a a touchscreen keyboard that's been put on almost 2 billion Android phones. Uh, So I was very deep in the, quote, big tech world. And then I jumped into healthcare, you know, incubating self within Providence. So we're innovating from the inside out here, on the observation that without integrating to clinical workflows, you you get nowhere. And we just described that you want to be doctor prescribed. That's the ultimate uh, goal of of all these digital therapeutics. And that's what we're facilitating. So we deeply integrate to clinical workflow. We work with clinical governance uh, at provider systems as to what they're trying to do beneficially for patient care. And, and that level of, of deep understanding of the Epic and Cerner environments and clinical workflows, and uh, you know the, the triggers for relevant patient activity uh, against uh, clinical diagnostics, and, is uh, things that we've become an expert in. And that is going to be a needed skill set that any of those big tech firms would need if they truly want to scale a platform-level solution in, into healthcare we uh we have built our solution on top of aws now most large providers you know even still are on-prem uh emr hosted solutions and we're the very first reason that several large systems did their very first aws integration so we're strategic to aws at penetrating provider systems we're prescribing amazon e-commerce products and uh, you know that's facilitating, uh, you know, clinical efficiency and, and patient experience, uh, but but that poses a threat to the industry incumbents saying, "Hey, wait, what, why, why are you prescribing Amazon products? What about my my retail catalog? I've been in healthcare medical supplies for decades," and and so you know you go back to the patient experience and how do you improve that? And I think you know between what Apple is doing with the watch. Uh, I expect Amazon to get into more and more wearables. Google has, you know, wearable offerings. And to the extent that they hit a clinical relevance uh, whereby, you know, they're they're judged on, on their clinical markers the same as CPAP devices or glucometers or EKGs are, they're going to need something like us to bring it back to the clinical workflow to make those uh, remote patient uh, monitoring, you know, Highlights and, and thresholds that, that you know pose risk interventions uh, clinically actionable. Again, that drives back into ZELF. So I see this as the touch point back to the doctors and clinical workflows that a number of uh, both incumbent industry players as well as these big tech players uh, will find highly valuable at scaling their their cloud and platform and, and larger scale solution offerings into healthcare writ large.
1: Right, and I think between if I read between the lines, there you might have just described your exit strategy. But you don't have to answer that question. Uh.
0: <laughs> I I I think you know again I I have ten industry incumbents invested in ZELF, You know between you know the providers and and the McKessons, Novartis, Philips, and Resmed. Um, you know I am I am fulfilling a here now need against a largely fee for service world. But as a cloud plug into the EMR that exposes the the clinical workflow to uh, you know to payers, to ecom players, to pharma um, is extremely valuable to, to new players and new business models trying to also play a role in healthcare and facilitating patient care. Um, McKesson and Novartis both play hugely strategic roles in in pharma, and uh, and, and they both invested in Zelf on how we can move to new digital supply chain uh, capabilities. Increasingly, you're seeing FDA-approved digital apps replacing meds, and and you know how do those apps get in patient hands? Uh, except for a solution like Zelt, so we see ourselves being relevant uh, to a number of of players that are trying to advance healthcare.
1: Awesome, awesome. So we're coming up to the end of our time here. I just have a couple of real quick questions. Uh, you came from outside the industry, Mike. So how does it feel to be in healthcare? What are your big one or two takeaways?
0: Well, I, I I've had some success in in you know other other industries, so I wanted to try to take my skills and and my team skills. Uh, you know, we we brought twelve people over from from Swipe, my last company, in, into Zelt. Um, so we wanted to try to tackle a bigger, more meaningful problem, and, and healthcare is is. You know, still living in in a lot of antiquated systems and needs to be modernized. So uh, we're we're you know passionate about trying to build new new experiences and new technologies and reduce the cost of care delivery in the U.S. Uh, I'm I would like to see faster decision making uh, exist in the industry and more risk tolerance to try new things. And and I think you're actually seeing that with the the Fear of new entrants, uh, disrupting the status quo of healthcare, and that's a good thing because it helps the incumbents move even faster. And, and so I'd like to see increased uh, you know, acceleration of, of experimentation with, with digital technologies. So that's something that we're finding valuable and, and sort of a tailwind. And we're also hoping to build you know, kind of a, an aggregation strategy of large strategic saying we're the de facto platform. And you know we want to we want to be the digital health marketplace uh, for providers on what's relevant and what's beneficial and in patient care and that's going to be hugely valuable at facilitating a digital transformation in in healthcare delivery
1: that's awesome that's awesome so my final question for you today, Mike is you've been a successful entrepreneur many times over. What advice do you have for uh, digital health? Startup founders.
0: Uh, know who's paying for your solution. So, you know, follow the money, and I think that's you know an oft-repeated uh, thread in, in jumping into healthcare. Uh be be humble and and listen to your your audiences. And because we work so closely with providers and, and new to healthcare, they're the ones that increasingly say, you know what I have a problem with is doing X. And, and so we can find those solutions and build those into our scalable platform. So there are incredibly intelligent people in healthcare. Listen to them and, and try to uh, help, aid in, in their care delivery uh, protocols that, that they're used to, but work within that environment to advance them into new skills and technology and capability. But I've found uh, strategic investors to be, you know, incredibly helpful at how we're migrating our business model, customer reference and validation, and, and advancing uh, new business opportunities. So uh, I've, you know, be humble, work with the constituent group, paying for your, your, your service provision in the vertical segment that, that you've chosen to pursue in healthcare. And I find the investors that, that exist in that ecosystem to be hugely beneficial, uh, you know, versus – Straight up financial dollars, you know, seeking a, a, a pop.
1: Right, Mike. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you again for uh, coming on our show, and uh, look forward to staying in touch and following uh, all the success for Zelda.
0: No, thank you. And, and you know, books such as yours, The Big Unlocker, are, are helping me as a as a guidebook for you know uh, other ideas and, and things to be aware of as as we continue down this path.
1: I greatly appreciate it. That's so kind of you. Thank you again, Mike.
0: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Subscribe to our podcast series at www.thebigunlock.com and write to us at info at thebigunlock.com.